morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening and where you're listening. Regardless, thank you for listening. The show is NXT Talk, and we are your hosts. I am Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour! How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, I set a record today, buddy. In, in which record? There's a lot of the records that we could set today. Yeah. <laughs> this might be the, the first time ever in the podcast that NXT UK talk, the NXT UK corner, lasts longer than the actual NXT episode. Yeah. Because there's not a lot to talk about in this one, homie. It was just a show. It, it was, was a there. show. Like, let's be very realistic on this one. It was a show. Nothing stood out in terms of amazing, but at the same time, nothing stood out in terms of horrible. I know that people are like going to be saying how shit this show was, yada yada yada. But like, you know, let let let's tone back the negativity because I feel that like, you know, NXT is getting a lot of unjust negativity, even from us sometimes, right? Like, we haven't been the nicest to NXT, but the reality is, is that we have no idea what NXT is going to look like. We have guesses. You know, the Vince McMahon track record obviously is not working in his favor. But like I told you during the show. I'm going to let things happen, and I'm going to give this show a pass because we know that anytime NXT has been pre-recorded, it hasn't been the best. Exactly right, man. And uh, yeah, we we saw that this week. It's like when it's pre-recorded, they try to do so much. They try to cram so much into these shows when they're you know, pre-recorded. Yeah, Seven you know what the other matches. problem is? Yeah, it's a lot of matches, but also um, there was a lot of... Uh, non-live stuff, pre-recorded interviews and stuff like that, and I just find that the the the, the, the like the cuts are iffy on pre-recorded shows. I don't know why. I just always find that the production is is worse on a pre-recorded show than on a live show. It's ironic, and yeah, I find the opposite is true for AEW and most promotions. Man, honestly. But yeah, for NXT, it seems like the live shows, they flow better. They're better watches. They're just easier and more fun to watch overall. These yep. tape shows, it's almost like they do overproduce them. It almost falls, they fall more into the WWE trap, you know? Yep, that's what it is. Like, you know, even on, like, they, they even have awkward voiceovers, right? And, and you, like, it just bothers me um like when they were running through the card for next week it was just like you can tell that it was an awkward voiceover and it just wasn't recorded at the same time and it just bothered me so much i know it's something so small but it does really take away from like just the flow of the show but again like again nothing bad nothing good it was just a show i would say there are a couple things that were bad <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well nothing we'll that stands yeah, out yeah. as like exactly. embarrassing to nothing the industry that I will take... <laughs> exactly right buddy nothing that i will take with me you know to my grave or even next week you know <laughs> <laughs> even tonight <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah i'll forget it by the end of the podcast perhaps but yeah man before we we get into it uh how are you doing man you know, you know what i'm doing okay um I officially taking a few days off the end of this week, early next week. Um, I think I get a weekend off from P 
people so i get to relax and do absolutely nice. nothing and i'm really looking forward to it um because you know we have uh pay-per-view on sunday uh all out so you know i kind of just want to chill for once i this past weekend honestly it was just i made plans on friday night unexpectedly um which then went into saturday which then went into saturday night which you know it was just it's just it just was what it was yeah these things happen sometimes when you're out and about boris yeah. i feel you yep but uh yeah it was just a interesting 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 weekend um yeah might as well get into it so because i think it's a kind of funny story uh so the uh the 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 lady fred um and i we hung out friday night um i don't even remember where we ended up doesn't matter uh she went home at about i want to say 5 five thirty. i was home 5 five thirty. um and you know i just I, I couldn't sleep tossing and turning i just could not sleep for the life of me uh so at 7 30 i'm like you know what i'm gonna go to walmart i have nothing better to do i needed to get some gift cards f- for my sister-in-law's birthday and before people say gift cards she prefers gift cards i hate <laughs> gift cards All i right. hate buying gift All cards right. you know I, I i'm very good when it comes to presents right i always uh get something that the person wants but my sister-in-law is like impossible to purchase for um and she prefers gift cards she prefers buying her own stuff than you know someone buying something for her right so just gift cards so 7 30 a.m walk to walmart you know get a coffee at the local tim hortons uh and and i hate tim hortons but it was the only freaking thing open um so had my tim hortons you know just doing a boris walk afterwards and about 9 a.m i get a message from uh the lady friend basically saying i still haven't slept and she's like i think i'm gonna get dial a bottle right now for those people who don't know what dial a bottle is basically you know from the hours of you know 9 10 p.m until uh, 10 a.m. the next morning, you can't really purchase alcohol um, from a store. So there are services um, with people who kind of drive around, and you can call them and you know drop an order of whatever they have, and you're paying. Pay, you're essentially paying like double, even triple, um, what the actual store price is. But if you know beggars can't be choosers, right? So that we call that service dial a bottle in Toronto. Anyway, so she's like. Uh, I'm going to get Della bottle. Uh, I'm like, okay, well, have fun with that. Because <laughs> so, I had plans. It was my sister-in-law's birthday, hence the gift cards. Uh, so I needed to go all the way to Hamilton um, for the uh, for the Hamilton Forge game, like the Canadian Premier League, um, the, the soccer uh, league that's about three years yeah. old now. Anyways, my brother had season tickets the first year, um, and he... Like, uh, just for one reason or another, he dropped them, but he has so much credit because of last year uh, that he ended up uh, getting, like, all, like he got a private box. So, you know, this is going to be private box for the game. Anyways, 9 a.m., get the call from her. You know, I'm going to get Della Bottle. 9.30, get a message from her. Um, we have a friend who kind of is one of the Della Bottle people, and he was around so she's telling me, oh, I'm going to get it from so-and-so. I'm like, all right, whatever. It's 9.30 in the morning. I can get to your place by 10. As long as I get to Hamilton for 4 p.m., yeah. I am good. <laughs> so, 
famous last words, right? Just remember, I haven't <laughs> slept yet, and we were out literally all night. Um, so got to her place at 10. At about 12, 12.30, um, she got the call from her work, basically saying, you don't need to come in, um, you know, blah, 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 your, your shifts are is covered, and yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That was in doubt? She might have had to go in? Yeah. Like, until she got that call, she might have had to go to work in that state. Yes. Yes. Okay. Won't be the first time. Just, just Won't be sure. the first time. Yep. All right. So um, she gets a call, 1230, and then she's like, um, well, like, I, ha- I have nothing to do. Do you want to hang out for the rest of the day? I'm like, well, I told you yesterday that I probably wasn't going to see you today because I have this thing in Hamilton. And then she's like, um, it's rare that we get to hang out on a Saturday now, you know, ever since things opened up. Um, so I'm like, fuck, okay. Make the call. I'm like, something we can do is I can leave, come back after the game. Because I had assumed my brother and his family were going to Vancouver. So I'm just assuming that they're not going to do like a party after. So I can get back to her place at a respectable time and we can hang out and whatever. All right. Right. Then she's like, if you leave, and I kind of feel like I was coerced into this now that I'm telling this story. (laughs) If you leave and I'm alone, I'm going to fall asleep and I probably won't wake up. So then I don't know why, as I'm looking at my phone, I don't know whether it was her idea or my idea, but basically is like, okay, why don't you just come with me to Hamilton? So, right, and yeah. because it was a because it was a box, were you able to like sneak her into the game kind of thing? And yeah, well, it's, it's sneak, but you have yeah. enough like you don't have tickets. It's like yeah. for X amount of people, right? right. So, um, at that time, I'm like, send my siblings a message. I am bringing someone. <laughs> my brother calls <laughs> me, and he's like, you, you know, we're just talking, and it's like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, so we kind of make plans. We have to be in Oakville for 2 p.m. By 2.33 p.m., we can go to, um, sorry, by 2.30, we can go to Hamilton and with enough time, yada, yada, yada. So at about 12.30, getting ready, like just completely sloshed because we've been drinking this entire time since I got to her place. Uh, Just completely sloshed. Um, Get the Uber. We're literally driving south. We haven't even hit the QEW yet. We're driving south, and she's like, I need to get out. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah. So it was too late by this point, right? So this is the first time she's meeting my family. Like, this yeah. is the funniest part, and we're in this condition. Like, like we should not be in public. We should not be doing anything. And there we are going to freaking Hamilton, so that or Oakville Hamilton, so she can meet my family. Anyways, long story short, it was a hell of a day. Um, everything went well. Everyone liked each other. Um, I am now known as Drunk Uncle or Drunkle by my nephews. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's just like my sixteen-year-old. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. Yep. 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, so my, uh, 16-year-old nephew just looks at me, he's like, ha you're trashed. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyways, so we leave Hamilton at 6 p.m., get a Uber all the way, because there's, like, I'm not, I'm not patient enough to take go at this time or anything like that. 
So take the Uber from Hamilton, 6 p.m. I figured that we would be back in the city by 7. Nope, that's when the huge-ass storm started on Saturday. If you recall, Saturday, there was like a huge storm. So I didn't actually get back to the city until like 8 p.m. And it was just like, you know, it was just like two hours of just absolutely ridiculous rain. It was just insane. Needless to say, up until I, I didn't get home until I want to say 9 a.m. on Sunday. That's insane. And you basically got no sleep that entire time. Yes, 100%. I think uh, I think at that point you're legally insane, Boris. I think that's what happens. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's crazy, though. Jesus, cripes. But I was able to watch Empower uh, <laughs> nice. in, in that time. Glad that you got that in. Yeah. Yep. So that was, that was fun. Man. Um, well, hey, man, you're a warrior, buddy. You're, uh, you just, uh, you know, take it easy. You, you, you're, uh, you are flesh and blood, buddy. But, hey, sometimes you go to party. Sometimes you go to wild out. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, well, you know, it's not an every weekend thing. It's just, uh, actually, you know, it's just been, I don't know what the hell's going on. I think it's just like this, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. But uh, no, it's just been fun. Um, but yeah, like, it's just. Like, yeah, sometimes, you gotta, sometimes you got to go ham. It is what it is, buddy. He's, you know, having fun. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys enjoyed yourself. You were safe. Everybody, you know, got home and stuff. How yeah. was the how was the game? It was How's fun. How's the Hamilton Forge? Yeah, dude. Honestly, it was fun. Like the quality isn't even MLS quality, but it's comparable because these teams are beating MLS teams in the Canadian Championship. So it's like go figure, nice. right? Um, they have a lot of former MLS players. It's a lot of homegrown talent. So it's exactly what Canada needs, you know, to get that soccer program up and running. Um, you know, to in a couple days the the uh the final eight for world cup qualifying starts so in canada as a part of it so you know it's it's positive yeah. right on yeah canada's fucking looking pretty good mm-hmm. well that's good man glad you survived those uh crazy shenanigans that debauchery that was your weekend yep yep how was your how are you <laughs> oh yeah my yeah very uh chill compared to you i worked friday uh, i worked saturday very late and then sunday played some basketball with friends and like that was pretty much it just very chill weekend watched some wrestling nice. cooked some food it was uh it was lovely you know just nice. <laughs> hung out yep can't complain yep so th- that's why i'm like really looking forward to the fact that she's gonna be out of town this week i'm like oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, buddy. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So I think people are bored of our of our bullshit. Want to get into wrestling? Yeah, let's do it, homeboy. All right. Before we get started, there is one last piece of information or of uh, of business that we have to get to, and that is we are done with star ratings. As the young guns, we're gonna inject new ideas into the podcasting world uh so you know every week we have a rating system the jewel a new rating system it's kind of themed but as we kicked off the show talking about the fact that this show nothing stood out i think we're gonna have to think outside the box matt yes boris what the um, fuck are you doing you know, <laughs> 
I was just looking. I was actually, you know what I was trying to do? I was hoping you'd be talking for a little longer. I was trying to actually figure out what the name, the proper name for that fucking hat that Ridge Holland wears is. The stupid <laughs> Seamus hat. But we're just, let's just go with Ridge Holland hats out of five. But there is a proper name for this this weird, you know, the old-timey cap thing. Yep. It's funny because I, I, I've owned hats like that. <laughs> I think I had one in 2000. Or like 2001-ish. I was like 12, 13. I think oh. I had one trying to be the road dog, Jesse oh, James. Lord. Oh, Lord. Um, and yeah. And I know I know, I know the name. I know I know it because I've called it the proper name so many times. But, yeah, it just it just, it just escapes me. So, Ridge Holland it's hats. It's a pillbox hat. No, that's not it. That's something completely different. So, Ridge Holland hats. This is riveting radio. Just go, we're going with Ridge Holland hats out of five. All right. Well, whatever. It's riveting. Right? Well, you know what? What? This is the show. If NXT is going to give us a subpar show, you know, we might as well uh, try to. Uh, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Remember last week, I was telling you of when I start talking. Sometimes I don't know exactly where I'm going with uh, my <laughs> sentences. That was another example of that. Did you get the dial a bottle for this show going home? <laughs> oh no. lord. Oh, man. We're good. Let's let's steer this thing quickly back on the rails with NXT, August thirty first, twenty twenty one. Oh man! All right, so the show starts off right away, and it is match number one as Mandy Rose goes up against oh. Sarai. So yeah, Mandy Rose making her entrance. I, I I mean, it's just like stunning that she's in NXT for a number of reasons, but it's just like man, like. How did Vince McMahon miss the boat with her? How did she get sent back down? Go figure. But I love the fact that of Wade Barrett people. is trying to save face by saying, hey, Finn Balor came back to NXT and it, it you know, rejuvenated his career. Is the same going to happen with Mandy Rose? The answer is no. But I like yeah. the fact that they at least, like, there was a connection between the main roster and NXT. Yeah, I, I 1 million percent agree. At least Wade Barrett is trying. And, you know, I, stranger things have happened. I, although, yeah, is she going to get a main event push? I strongly doubt it. I think you're right. But, yeah, so this match was pretty bad. Mandy Rose, God bless her, she was trying. Saray, really good wrestler, you know. But uh, yeah, this this wasn't great, buddy. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I got to say, like, it, it, by the end of the match, so what ended up happening was Saray goes for her hesitation drop kick that insane looking drop kick that is all on the recipient um through the ropes uh so yes. mandy rose is on the outside doing her best impression of rick demarta martell or sean michaels um Gigi dolan and jana come to mandy's aid they cover her face with a towel while the referee counts to 10 and saray wins by count out at six minutes and 52 seconds so it looks like Mandy Rose is doing that gimmick. I think Tyler Breeze did it for a, for a split second in NXT as well. Don't punch me in the face. I'm too beautiful. Yep. And you know what? It, it fits her. I think it works. Do you I think, think it's it going to fit her the same way that the inevitable mask is going to? Yeah, I, I was just going to say, if they actually put a mask on Mandy Rose, and I wouldn't put it past them because WWE, because they're ridiculous. But yeah, that would be absurd just absurd and just the wrong kind of thing just wwe doing wwe comedy yeah exactly it's i don't know man but you know what 
at the very least, they are doing something with Mandy. They're doing something with Gigi Dolan. They're doing something with uh, Jaina. You know, let's give them credit where credit is due. And yeah. they're doing something with people. They're they're cr- trying to create new stars because the NXT women's division is a little on the stale side right now, in my opinion. Oh, big time. But yeah, this helps. Saray is a good wrestler. I like, uh, I, I do like this hot girl summer stable uh, starting this fall. Uh, and yeah, man, <laughs> I really, uh, I really like, I'm, I'm digging, uh, I'm digging these characters. This match kind of sucked, but I am kind of liking where these characters are at. Yeah. Um, you know, and I got to make parallels before we move on to the rating. I got to make parallels because I, I see a lot of people giving Saray a lot of uh, shit online, even on our, our, our Facebook page on the SNME Facebook page that is. And, you know, I want to remind people when EO started, you know, we gave EO a lot of shit as well. Did we? I didn't. I certainly did not. Not me, but if not did, you. Yeah. People did. Um, yeah. You know, she, she, after the uh, the Mae Young Classic, there wasn't really too much that she was doing. It's just a couple random stuff. But when she became huge was really when she became heel. Right. Of, of course. Yeah, that, that definitely helped. I, uh, yeah, man, I, 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 don't, I don't see anything wrong with uh, Saray. I think she's being handled pretty well. Uh, you could argue that she shouldn't have lost uh, to Dakota Kai, but meh, I don't mind that. She's she. Not every character can be Goldberg and be undefeated. She lost to someone who is going into a world title match. I think that's fine. Uh, anyway, in terms of a rating, I would give this two Ridge Holland caps out of five. Forty uh, percent governor percentage on this one, Boris. Slightly under the Mendoza line. They tried really hard. Uh, Rose, Mandy Rose, did a spot where she like caught a crossbody and threw a. Uh, uh, Saray in a uh, classic Razor Ramon fallaway slam and then threw in the Shawn Michaels kip up. Neither were as nice as their counterparts, of course, but she's trying Mandy Rose. She's actually trying. Yep. And uh, Saray's a really good wrestler. So this wasn't terrible, but it, it was bad. It was yep. a bad wrestling match. All right, so we go to a Tommaso Ciampa promo backstage. He says that he has no problem with how Ridge Holland won his takeover match against Timothy or his. Uh, NXT TV match last week against Timothy Thatcher. It's the post-match beatdown he had an issue with, and tonight he fights for his home and his family, and he dedicates this ass open to Toothless Timmy as we go to break. Very good promo, as per usual, from Ciampa. It's a little one-note. You know, he has one thing that he does, but he does it very well. Yep, no, 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 nothing wrong with, with, with that, right? So... No, absolutely not. When it's that good, absolutely not. Yeah. All right, match number two. As we get back from break, Duke Hudson versus Kyle O'Reilly. Ah, a little too long. A little boring. Uh, Duke Hudson is still limited, but it was okay. Kyle O'Reilly obviously is incredible. Long commercial in this one. Uh, There was picture-in-picture. I didn't see it. Did you catch the picture-in-picture in in this match for us? No, I wasn't able to. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's – yeah, no worries. Uh, yep. I assume it wasn't uh, groundbreaking stuff in this Duke Hudson Kyle O'Reilly match. I did think it was good, and this was like a testament to how awesome Kyle O'Reilly is in the ring. He was throwing himself around, throwing himself at the mat, really trying hard to make Duke Hudson look like a million bucks. So this was the Kyle O'Reilly show. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think Duke Hudson did a good job of, uh, you know, of. of- 
taking that opportunity and going with it. Like, he looked, I'm not going to say, like, amazing, but he looked relatively impressive. He didn't look like shit. Um, and no. it was exactly what you right. need from these types of matches. Like, hey, if we're going to put a veteran against a more newer, less established star, the the newer, less established star should at least look good, especially in a losing effort. But there was nothing that really stood out out in this match like you know they did some strong style they did some some groundwork they did some reversals but nothing like there was nothing amazing but everything they did they did fine in this match yeah there was one spot where uh, uh hudson threw kyle o'reilly into a mean gut buster like a, a rib breaker situation and that looked really really painful other than that i think you're right though but yeah very good fine technical wrestling match kyle o'reilly had against this uh, stiff green Duke Hudson. Yep. So Hudson um, gives a knee and a lariat and a suplex for two. Uh, he tries to go for a charging boot, but it gets countered to a dragon screw, and O'Reilly followed it up with another one. Back in the ring, he gets a heel hook, and Duke Hudson submits as Kyle O'Reilly wins in 11 minutes and 53 seconds. So, yeah, I've seen this written in other places as a heel hook. And perhaps I'm wrong, Boris. Perhaps you are correct that is that it is a heel hook. But I would like to push back because he hits a flying knee off the top rope, his King Kong knee. He hits it directly to Hudson's knee, right? You know what I mean? Like he dropped a knee on Hudson's knee and then he hooks in the submission. And it doesn't look like a heel hook to me. It doesn't look like he's actually doing. I think it's just supposed to be a knee bar. I think it's supposed to be a knee-based submission, not the heel hook. Just maybe I... I'm pretty sure the commentators even said it was a heel hook. Did they? I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure that they did. Maybe they did, and I might be wrong. But uh, it kind of makes no sense. Shouldn't he have dropped the knee to his heel then? Well, you know, it's... it's, it's, whatever you know anyway, it is. i think I, I think it's a knee bar and if it's not it should be a knee bar anyway that's neither here nor there uh this is a it's pretty neither match. knee bar nor there bar. <laughs> here bar no okay no no anyway uh kyle o'reilly drags duke hudson kicking and screaming to a pretty watchable match we're gonna go three ridge holland caps out of five for a 60 percent old timey percentage on this one all right, Ilya Dragunov is seen limping as we go to break. Back from commercial, we get a hype reel for the Index wedding in two weeks. Um, and it's time for Ilya Dragunov to make his entrance, battered, limping, and he looks like he literally just got out of war. Um, uh, use deserve a chance, start from the Nextras, and he says before he goes back home, he wanted us all to see what, that he's still alive and he feels more alive than ever um, he's like a man who just survived the biggest and most intense battle of his life, the will, the passion the soul, the struggle, who is willing to go through all of that to take the NXT UK Championship away from me, and then he says his famous line from TakeOver the ring general has fallen, long live the czar pretty solid work from Dragunov, uh, a couple things stood out to me, one uh, you could tell they taped this on like the Tuesday after the pay-per-view show because he still looks pretty much the exact same as he did yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you think he would have healed up a little bit in the, in the preceding two weeks. Um, also, it struck me that he's cut this promo pretty much three or four times now exactly the same, which is fine. Like it's it was such a huge moment. He's earned a couple laps around, but I think now it's time. Now we've seen it two or three times on a couple different shows. 
Now it's time for Dragunov to do something else, take that next step. And I think it's going to be Dragunov versus Pete Dunne. You think so? Yeah, just because why else would you book Pete Dunne to beat Dragunov on the way to the Walter match, right? It has to be. It has to be. So you think Pete Dunne's going to go to the UK for a bit? I think he might, yeah. I think it might be part of, like, the negotiation because, theoretically, isn't Pete Dunne's contract up as of the end of September? Yep. There's a lot of talk about that contract. We don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, So let's see what ends up happening. But you bring up some fantastic points. So, yeah. Very good. Well done. Oh, thanks, homie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kaylee Ray is interviewed. Uh, She says she's here full-time because the women's division needs a boost, needs a new top player. Uh, She claims Io Shirai is running from her, and that's why she's off in the tag division. And Ember Moon is yesterday's news. I agree. One step away from a broken um, him, and she's here because William Regal knows what she's capable of, and she's going to dominate. Yeah, I thought this was pretty good. Perfectly fine, you know what I mean? Like, Kaylee Ray is a good speaker. She's a better wrestler than she is a promo. But she's not a bad promo by any means. So it's uh, achieved what it set out to do. Yeah. it's it, Again, it's, 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 it's her long uh, introduction to the North American audience. And I think that they've done between her sudden appearance at TakeOver, kind of staring Raquel Gonzalez down, to her squash match last week, to this interview. I think they've done a pretty good job of introducing her to the North American crowd. Yeah, 100% agree with you, buddy. Yep. All right, so uh, back from commercial. We are backstage with the hardest working reporter in all professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, and she is with Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Hayes talks about all of his choices for champions to challenge when Electra Lopez comes up and tells him that the North American Championship is for Santos Escobar to win. But before he can answer, the rest of Legado del Fantasma rolls up. Escobar puts him over and says the North American Championship is his, but since Carmelo is new... He'll give him a one-time pass if he'll be wise and stay out of his business. I thought this was pretty good. I liked everyone involved here. All parties, a good showing, you know, a good account of themselves. I thought this was a pretty entertaining little promo. Yep, and and, and again, I like, I like the fact that, you know, last week we got the introduction of Electra Lopez in Legado, and they actually used her follow-up of something um, and, you know, she was in, on camera alone representing Legado, who, like, it's, 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 it's amazing sometimes what, how different NXT is from the main uh, show for now. Let's, you know, just we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, like Triple H and Shawn Michaels at the end of the day, they're still pretty decent writers slash bookers. You can argue that, like, the whole, like, uh, original move to USA the whole 2019 to 21 period was pretty bad. But like, honestly, we, we reviewed those shows and a lot of times, man, we said NXT was better than AEW. A lot of times we said it was at least even, I think triple H and Shawn Michaels are pretty good. If they're not getting hamstrung by, you know, the fact that they have 12 guys released from under their noses and they didn't even see it coming or get told, you know what I mean? Like barring events like that, I think NXT is kind of going to be okay. Yeah. That's honestly how I feel like, you know, yeah, I think there's more directive from the top, but at the end of the day, I still think it's going to be Hunter and, and HBK show. So let's see what ends up happening. All right, it's time for the next match as Drake, yeah. Maverick, and Grayson Waller go up against Imperium, Fabian Aikner, and Marcel Brattel as um, 
things, the intros are happening. We get an inset promo from Maverick and Waller where Grayson is confident and Drake is worried about being serious and winning the match. I enjoyed this because it is kind of a, a role reversal um, that we've seen with Drake Maverick. So now he's kind of like the more serious guy. And we have this cocky rookie um, who's really just, you know, being cocky. Yeah, I do think that that's a pretty cute little twist to put on this. Um, it is pretty it is pretty wild that Drake Maverick like got fired, got the groundswell of support, came back, and now like is surviving wave after wave of cuts. It's almost as though like they don't want to cut him again because like they've already cut him once. It's like he earned like a year or two free or yeah. something in WWE. But I, I, I'm always worried when I see Drake Maverick. Like, oh, oh man, they're gonna remember he's on the roster and release him again. <laughs> remember he's on the roster. It's so true, though. <laughs> it's so freaking true. I'm pretty sure that's why we haven't seen Kushida in a while. It's like, oh no, oh, I'm not. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're sweet, Kushida. Yep. But uh, yeah, so um, Imperium, like, it, this is your typical Imperium match. Uh, but I like the fact. So. This match, essentially, Drake Maverick was, you know, he was getting the better, the better of Aikner and Marcel Bartel. And then uh, Grayson Waller tagged himself in, and the match kind of just uh, went for Imperium at that point. Um, Fabian goes from behind with a waist lock. Uh, Drake lands on his feet, and Grayson tags back in over his uh, uh, his objections. Aikner with a pump kick. Marcel takes Drake to the floor, wipes him out tag was made and then they do their um imperial bomb on grace and waller for the win at uh what is this uh three minutes and seven seconds we've talked about the match more than the match was holy fuck yeah <laughs> there you go so yeah not much more to say about it i uh, i did think it was a little clever to do like the waller like tag in while maverick was like hot 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 and then waller tags himself in but honestly, like dissension among tag team partners is such a trope in WWE that yeah. it's just a pretty average WWE match. We're going to go two and a half old timey tweed caps out of five. It's a 50 percent Ridge Holland percentage, boys. Yep. Backstage, Indy Hurtwell asks Johnny Gargano to give Dexter Loomis a chance. He says he'll think about it. And as he turns and starts walking, Dexter is right there um, and he being Gargano demands that Dexter Loomis just be normal for once. Yeah, so classic Gargano, you know, he's a little cheesy. He's actually looking a little tired, a little. Now, I wonder if that's because of his pregnant wife and not because he's worried about being fired. But uh, the Gargano character, maybe it's the Gargano character too and not Johnny Gargano the human. But he, he's definitely looking, uh, you know, definitely looking like he's like the emperor without clothes at the moment. You know, he's like... The bloom is off the rose for young Johnny Gargano. Here. I noticed that as well, but uh, I think it's, I don't know, it's just, his match was fine. Um, but before we got to the match, uh, Pete Dunne and his crew cut a promo in front of a brick wall. Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan want an answer, and Dunne calls Tommaso Ciampa out for running his mouth and says he needs to prove it against Rich Holland. Sorry, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan want an answer from MSK. Um, Holland says... He and Thatcher can tell each other how motivated they are when they're recovering together. Um, and then we see footage of Gigi Dolan and JC Jane beating Sarade down backstage. By God, Boris, by God. So do you think this leads to Sarade finding uh, 
a tag team, perhaps, to join forces with. Possibly. <laughs> so I'm thinking, who who is out there? Could it be uh it could be the winner of the uh upcoming NXT tag team uh, title match? Uh, that's that's kind of who Dio I'm thinking. That's kind yeah. of who I'm thinking. You might as well just do a, a full-on program with a bunch of people. Uh, these tag team championships, to me, still make no sense uh, that they're just in NXT. But, you know, I think it was, you know, we should have seen the writing on the wall that, uh, you know, once NXT got their own women's tag team belts, that there was going to be, like, zero crossover between divisions. Yeah. Well, I, I think is they even had announced that, I think it was Raquel and Dakota were going to wrestle uh yeah. Nia and Shayna, right? Yep. And then they quietly scrapped that. So I think honestly it wasn't the plan and then it was just like well god damn it, why is the like why are we gonna have our main roster lose to our developmental league? Yeah, just completely misunderstanding sports entirely and how exciting that could be to see young prospects beat established veterans. Yep. Anyway, exactly. Boris, that's neither here nor there, buddy. I think these women's NXT titles are the hot shot titles. They have been and they will continue to be, buddy, next we'll week. S- we'll see what happens. And then this leads us into Johnny Gargano versus LA Knight. All right, Matt, let's talk about this match because I know there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit. So the first thing that comes to mind is uh, L.A. Knight invented a move, maybe. He hit something that I've never seen done before. He popped up Johnny Gargano into a power slam position. And then from a power slam, instead of turning him over and slamming him down, he took a back bump, as did Gargano, and he flung him backwards into kind of like a power slam spine buster, like a reverse power slam spine buster thing. Have you ever seen this in wrestling before? I've seen half of the move. The, like the powerball but never never the a way that he executed it yeah right so it's like, like i don't know i think it makes a lot more sense to turn the man over and slam him and not take a back bump yourself but it's 2021 we all know it's fake kudos to you la knight for inventing a move yeah sure um you know and this <laughs> match was a you know it wasn't la knight's best match uh but you know johnny gargano really helped him through the match but matt the ending was stupid for me I, I, I just didn't understand it. There was too much WWE nonsense involved here. Yeah. I, I just really have no idea what to, what to say, how to make sense of this crap. Yeah, so basically, in a nutshell, so uh, LA Knight knocks Gargano off the apron. Dexter Loomis catches Gargano, and they, they lock eyes, and they have this moment. And then Gargano leaps out of his arms, blah, 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 we're not friends. I think Gargano hits the slingshot spear onto LA Knight. He's, he's hot, he's about to win, and then... Dexter Loomis reaches out his hand to, 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 to Johnny Gargano and Johnny Gargano is starting to reach back and he's starting to accept Dexter Loomis finally after all this time. And then, of course, L.A. Knight recovers, hits his finisher, one, two, three, in 14 minutes and six seconds, Boris. And it was a weird match. Like you said, it wasn't L.A. Knight's best match. The ending was just some WWE cheese, if you ever saw it. And this was just, to me, it was a very typical wrestling match. It was like one good wrestler uh, fighting the world fighting uh, yeah. a wrestler who is there because of his promo skills and, and arguably his body and nothing else. And he's fighting the storyline. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Lot, but here's the thing. I think, here. you know, it's no surprise. I don't like this index stuff, but I think if you're a fan of this whole index storyline, you know, you would get better mileage from this overall match than we did because we saw it from a pure, you know, wrestling point of view. Why is Johnny Gargano of all people 
being distracted. You know, it's Johnny Wrestling. He never gets distracted, right? Um, so it's like, it to me, it made zero sense. But, you know, if you like the, the index story, if you like the way story, then I can see you maybe liking this a lot more than we did. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. I, I, I feel that. But, yeah, to me, I, I, I'm, like, not against the index story but i'm not particularly like a big fan of it it's there it's fine i dig a pro wrestling wedding but meh it's not it's not my favorite story uh yeah this was this was just typical wwe to me all right well how many uh caps would you give this one we're gonna go mendoza line for this one good effort by gargano to pump it up to the mendoza line if anything it's two and a half old timey tweed caps out of five for a 50 percent Angela's ashes percentage. <laughs> that would got me sorry. By surprise. I love that. All right. Um, MSK is having a chat with William Regal. Uh, they offer to defend the titles against Birch and Lorkin. Next week, uh, Regal accepts. We go to break. Uh, back from commercial, Boa cuts a com- uh, promo where he says he let um, Mei Ying down, but Mei Ying will show the world the power of Tensha next week. And there you go. After almost a year after almost a year we're gonna finally get the in-ring debut of may ying it's crazy it has been almost a calendar year that they've been teasing this thing karen q may ying i just now realized how close may ying sounds to may young i think that's why they named her that you think so i do i actually do all right there, there you go. All right, next match, uh, Jesse Kamea with Robert Stone and Frankie Monet versus your NXT Women's Champion, Raquel Gonzalez. This match was, uh, you know, it wasn't the longest match. Only went two minutes and 43 seconds, um, and it was okay, I guess. Like, how? Like, here's the thing, Matt. Like, this show had seven matches. Why did it need seven freaking matches? matches you could have had i like why 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 were we talking about the formula we gave someone too many ideas you know for the past few weeks we've had five or six you know matches uh with two actual matches and then the the middle parts of the show being very developmental but no let's add one or two extra matches cut matches down to like two minutes how much can you honestly get in two minutes three minutes Four minutes. Like, what? What are you proving? What are you showing in developmental? Like, what? What? What's? What's? What? Like, what? No, man. I thought like this match hurt both of these women. Honestly, like Raquel didn't look better because of this match. Honestly, she kind of looked worse because she couldn't carry Jesse Camilla to anything. Jesse Camilla, uh, God bless her, but man, she is bad at this. She's doing like, she's rolling away from clotheslines. It's like the slowest, like it just looks extremely fake when Jesse Camille is in there. She, this is developmental. She will improve with time. She's got to, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, this match that we watch here, two minutes and 43 seconds, it was terrible. It did not need to exist. I thought it was actually, I, I I'm surprised you said it was okay. I did not think it was okay. There's a point where, uh, Right at the end, I think it was Wade Barrett was like, oh, Raquel Gonzalez has had enough when she just herked Jesse Kamea up out of nowhere and hit her finisher. And it was like, yeah, we've all had enough. Like, I, I, I actually looked like Raquel was, like, kind of a little pissed. Like, let's just fucking go home because this is not going well. Again, it was only 2.43. It was not an abomination. But I actually think it was, like, one cap out of five. Sizable, noticeable fail. 
This did not need to exist. If you're going to squash somebody, do it like Goldberg. This could have been, you know, this was not a Goldberg squash. This was like semi-competitive for two minutes and Raquel won with a powerbomb. Ridiculous, did not need to exist. All right, here's the thing, Matt. You know, we've seen a couple matches here where, you know, Kyle O'Reilly versus Duke Hudson, the veteran wins. You have Jesse Camilla, who you want to build up, I'm assuming, and you have her face the champion. Why? Like, I like what are they? What, what's the like? What's the point of some of these matches? Like, what are you trying to prove? Who are you building? Like, like if you're trying to build new people, don't make them face champs or don't make them lose against veterans. We're we're gonna have a whole conversation about that in a couple of minutes. Yes, sir. Yeah. So yeah, this that this one didn't bother me because Raquel Gonzalez is the, the match veteran. itself. She, look, she, hold on. She, the match yeah. itself didn't bother me. The fact that if you're gonna try to build up Jessica Maya, why is she facing yeah. Raquel Gonzalez? Yeah, and that's just it. I don't think they're trying very hard to build up Jesse Kamea, to be completely honest with you. I do not think they're trying particularly hard. I think they're trying to build Raquel Gonzalez, but then and that's that why I didn't up, care about the family. Okay, that's fine, but then that ends up hurting Frankie Monet. No, nah, maybe. Maybe, because she's associated with uh, shitbag nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Speaking of... Sh- uh, ooh, ooh, that was going to be really mean. I was going to say, speaking from one abomination <laughs> to the next... Ember Moon is interviewed backstage. Uh, this wasn't a bad Ember Moon promo as far as Ember Moon promos go. <laughs> uh, you know, yes, you're right. Um, she says she was just hanging back trying to enjoy her birthday when Kaylee Ray ran her mouth. She gets it. She's Ember Moon and you want to make a name off her. But Kaylee Ray has never been in the ring with her and she'll take her ability to talk crap away if she doesn't take her name out of her mouth. Want to do something about it? How about next week? Yeah, so there we go. You know, That'll be a decent wrestling match. I think that's a very good choice for Kaylee Ray's first long match here at NXT. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sure, like, here's the thing. Ember Moon, great wrestler. Just don't allow her to speak. Whoever is in charge, if you're listening, don't allow her to speak, please. <laughs> it's, it's harsh, but uh, I can't uh, agree for any reason. Or disagree. <laughs> uh, all right. So Samoa Joe is interviewed by Wade Barrett. Uh, he says he's here to terrorize and dominate his opponents, but really he's here to reestablish certain expectations as to what it means to be NXT champion, to represent the brand in all aspects. He recounts with the way he did it. So starting week um, leading up to his title match. He asks who among the NXT roster is going to step up and brave the wild to come after him and seize their destiny, and he's more than happy to help them find the answers. Yeah, this was an awesome promo. Samoa Joe just uh, kind of brought prestige to the promo, to the title with just one promo, and he explained that his character is here to bring prestige back to NXT and the NXT Championship specifically. I thought this was great, man. I thought this was by far the best thing on the show. The only thing on the show that you must watch is this Samoa Joe promo. Yeah. All right. So Diamond Mine, Roderick Strong, have, because he thinks that Kushida is running away from him. Last week, he issued a open challenge. Open challenge was answered over the weekend by Eichmann Jiro. We get an inset promo where he tells Roderick Strong that Kushida will beat him when he's back, but he wants a crack right now. So this leads us into Eichmann Jiro versus Roderick Strong. Yeah, Jiro wearing a yellow coat, and it is adorned with Jiro heads. 
So, you know, that's a gimmick we've seen before on sports coats. It's not unique, but it still always works. You know what I mean? So uh, we're going to give it a seven and a half on the Agnew scale. That coat. <laughs> but the match itself? Uh, the match itself, I thought it was the match of the night so far. I wouldn't go any higher than three caps out of five for it. But it was an entertaining five minutes. Roderick Strong beat the shit out of this goofball and won with two end of heartache backbreakers. Great. Fine. Perfect. Yep. So post-match, Roderick Strong declares himself the uncra- declares himself the uncrowned cruiserweight champion. All right. The hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, is with Io Shirai, Zoe Stark, Casey Canzaro, and Caden Carter. Uh, the challengers are talking about how they're the real team and they're going to beat the champions because they're actual friends. Zoe talks uh, um, about her and Io's credentials. Uh, she said she'd take a bullet for Io. Shirai tells everybody she doesn't like any of them, but since Stark is on her team, they're going to win. All right, so you remember what I said, the NXT Women's title is the hot shot title? I think they're changing these titles next week, buddy. You think so? I think I think Io and Zoe break off and they feud with each other, and Casey and Caden uh, become the tag team champions because they are the only actual tag team in NXT, I think. Yep. All right, uh, Cameron Grimes is interviewed. He says Ted DiBiase taught him there's only one million dollar man and only one Cameron Grimes. Uh, the grizzled young veterans roll up to ask what it feels like to struggle for weeks and weeks and only to have a replica title to show for it. They pull their own out. Zach Gibson mocks him for all the other replica for all the other replica belts he could bring with him next week, and Grimes takes the belt from them and drops it on Gibson's toe before throwing money at them and running away. Yeah, Bob Kapoor pointed this out in the uh, Facebook group, but the uh, the crowd sweetening on this show, it was terrible, but the crowd sweetening specifically when he dropped that title on uh, Gibson's foot and Gibson had to react and the, the crowd laughter, the fake crowd laughter was egregious, Boris. Yeah. It was so noticeable and so terrible. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, let's just move on. All right, so this leads. <laughs> this actually leads us into the main event of the night, which was Ridge Holland, your future NXT champion, versus Tommaso Ciampa. But will he be the future NXT champion? Because I thought he was going to steamroll through the entire roster, and Matt, yeah. he didn't. So uh, yeah, the uh, English Goldberg has uh, hit the brakes here a little bit. Tommaso Ciampa, first of all, got the best match of Ridge Holland's career by a country mile out of him and this was uh this was a, a great reminder that Tommaso Ciampa is an incredible wrestler an incredible worker and the match structure was a big factor in this too because last week the Ridge Holland versus Timothy Thatcher match was largely just Ridge Holland dominating Timothy Thatcher with his slow offense this was a back and forth match that was largely kind of controlled by Ciampa for the most part except for that the, there was one stretch in the middle Obviously, where Ridge Holland got the heat, and uh, he hit that uh, crazy, uh, was it a powerbomb? Yeah, it was a powerbomb. Yeah, it just it was a really when tough bump. When he fell right on for, the back uh, of his neck. Yeah, really tough bump for Ciampa to, to take with his with his hurt neck. But yeah, this was an awesome match. And again, like if you want to, if you want a, a lesson on a how to carry a young green wrestler, but B why Tommaso Ciampa is such an incredible talent. He he is one of those veterans that will 
greatly help NXT for as long as he can go in the ring. Yep. And, you know, you had your your spot where Ridge Holland was going to go for the same move that hurt Timothy Thatcher because he is out indefinitely, quote unquote. Um, so, you know, and Ciampa was able to get away from that. Uh, so that, in my mind, was okay. He was at the beginning of the end, and that basically was uh, because Ciampa eventually finds a Will's Bell for the win at 12 minutes four seconds so there you go ridge holland the unstoppable ridge holland meets the unmovable I don't, I don't know what to say. yeah <laughs> yeah so there's another spot right before right before he uh he went for the cross check with his gimmick and missed that uh he hit uh, like a running power slam the old dr death oklahoma stampede into yeah. the barricade and then just drop Chompa like a sack of shit. Boris, did the drop not look much worse than the Oklahoma Stampede? 1,000% it did. He just like literally just let go of him. <laughs> it's like... Oh, it's always so rough. You powerbomb the, the poor guy on the back of his neck. And then oh, you like man. take care of him when you do the Oklahoma Stampede on the, on the glass. But then you just drop him like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> it's so funny. The all-time worst example of that, of course, is when the big show swung Rey Mysterio like a baseball bat onto the post and then just dropped him on his head and he actually missed time with a concussion. Poor yep. guy. Yep. That was crazy. But anyway, this was uh, by far the best match on NXT this week. This was definitely, I, I would say, go out and seek this one, especially if you're a Tommaso Ciampa completionist. But I wouldn't call it great, so you don't need to go out of your way. But if you love Ciampa, seek this one out. This was three and a half Ridge Holland ca caps out of five. Ch Chompa defeating the mighty Ridge Holland. Uh, yeah, I thought this was pretty dang good. A solid way to close NXT, buddy. Yep. Pete Dunn hits the ring, beats down uh, Chompa. MSK make the save, and everyone brawls. Uh, Birch and Lorkin are brawling with MSK. Dunn is brawling with Champa. Um, the heels all retreat because they're shitbag stupid heels, and that's the show. <laughs> so we said that War Games might be... Uh, Hit Row versus Legato. And I think that would be a pretty fun war games. Here's another war games for you. Pete Dunn, Ridge Holland, Oni, and Danny versus Ciampa, MSK, and Ilya Dragunov. Wow. That would be cool. Here's the thing, though. Um, I know it doesn't matter. Undisputed Era had how many straight, right? Yeah. Like yeah, war game exactly. matches. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. They were in they? all of them. I, I think they've been in literally all of them. Yeah. Have they not? I believe Except for the so. Women's. Yes, except the women's, yes. Um, but, like, here's the thing. Like, okay, again, another example. So, Duke Hudson, I was pretty sure he was going to lose against Kyle O'Reilly. Um, Jessica Mea, like, whatever. Again, I guess that was more of a showcase for your champion. But then you have the unstoppable Ridge Holland just being stopped, you know, by Tomasa yeah. Champa. Like, I just don't so know strange. where anything is going right now like i don't even know how we can analyze the show and tell people you know what we think is going to happen next because it's like you know i don't know well i i guess the point is that timothy thatcher is being scaled off of tv it seems or at least taking a, a step back tomaso Ciampa is not and he's staying strong at the top of the card to be like an upper mid card main event gatekeeper and Ridge Holland, he didn't pass the test. He's not going to the main event. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa held him up. He said, you shall not pass through this <laughs> gate. And indeed, Ridge Holland did not. Tommaso Ciampa, successful gatekeeper. Yeah. 
so weird. It's so weird. Like, I just don't know. Yeah. Anyways, again, I don't want to crap on stuff too much because let's like let's wait and see what happens. There's a lot of storytelling hey, you can say. Like you said, this could be the start of a build-up to War Games, um, which yeah. means that Samoa Joe is going to be facing God knows who uh, before, you know, he probably faces either Pete Dunne or Ridge Holland. But you think that Ilya Dragunov is going to face Pete Dunne. So who knows what's who knows who knows what's what. Yeah. But yeah, I love Tommaso Ciampa. I thought this was a good match, so I'm okay with this show ending like this. I don't think Ridge Holland's a future WWE champion or anything, so hey, I'm okay with this. It's fine. Okay. You can, not everyone can be Goldberg, you know no, what I mean? I People are going to lose in professional wrestling. I just find it weird that they would just like throw this like L like as they're really trying to build him up. I do agree 100% that it's weird. I, I didn't say that I would book it, but I don't hate it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just don't get it. Um, and it really yeah, ruins fair, the flow fair. of this show when we literally have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Can we just talk about NXT UK already? Because it's actually great. <laughs> well, before we go there, let's talk about what's going to happen next week. You have yes. the NXT men's tag team titles. Danny Burch and Only Lorcan versus MSK. You have the NXT women's tag team titles as Casey Kanzara and Caden Carter go up against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. We have Carmelo Hayes versus my boy, Santos Escobar. And then we have Ember Moon versus Kay Lee Ray. And the first in-ring match of Mei Ying. The former Karen Q of ROH and Indies fame. Very excited to see what that looks like. It's a pretty stocked show next week. Two title matches. And, uh, you know, Carmelo versus Santos could really be good. Ember Moon versus Kaylee could really be good. And I'm excited to see Mei Ying. It's a good show next week. All right. NXT UK, let's jump right into it. Um, this show, again, it is still my favorite show of the week. I would have to say it's it's uh, NXT UK and then ROH. ROH has been super fun lately. And it's not just because I need to cover it. It's It's actually been a good show. But this week, you messaged me on Thursday after we recorded BAM, and you loved this show. Yeah, I happened to catch it uh, pretty close to live. I think I got in like 3.15 or something. I was like, I'll watch NXT UK. I got nothing to do. And guess what? It was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, when, when it's got a loaded card like this, it's safely the best show on WWE TV, like the easily the best wrestling show on WWE that they produce. Oh, but wow. even like, I, I just, even just like a regular one, like next week, I'm still thinking it's probably going to be the best show that WWE cranks out of all of, of all of next week. So yeah, no, for sure. It, um, like it, it's crazy. Like, it's just crazy how, how good this show is. It's again, the 60 minute format. I, I know I say this every week, but 60 minutes is beautiful it just reminds me of the old nxt you have awesome matches you have different style of production and promos and things like that and that's really what i enjoy about nxt uk it's what i enjoy about even impact sometimes it's what i enjoy about roh you know i'm i'm stretching it with impact but you know what i mean like it's just different stuff and different ways to produce a one hour tv show um and nxt UK just knows how to do it. So let's get to the show. Uh, the show uh, opens with an extended video package recapping Ilya Dragunov, defeating Walter, and breaking his historic 870-day title reign as WWE UK champ. Um, so the show starts off with a match that we were both looking forward to, and that's the no-DQ Shark Tank match as AFI Valkyrie goes up against your girl, Ginny. 
Yes, sir. So, yeah, awesome match, man. I was really, really impressed with this. Ginny attacks Valkyrie during her entrance right away. Poor Afy just gets bombed. And these girls beat the shit out of each other. I timed it from the moment of the attack, not the time that the bell rang. But it went over 15 minutes, Boris. It went 15 minutes, 47 seconds if you start from the attack, not the bell ring. Nice. This was an awesome match, man. I do think they went a little long. I think they kind of hit a peak and missed it and went like two or three minutes too long. But that's my only like nitpick for an otherwise great match. Right. I really thought they, uh, a couple things that stood out were the laptop shots that Afy was hitting Ginny with. She beat the shit out of her with this laptop. Yeah. It was really, really bad. Yeah. Anyway. Did you think that like the plunder kind of took away from the match? It didn't for me, but I know that a couple people like, you know, they don't like to plunder in this sort yeah. of stuff. And then like the set, like the last third of the match, you know, Afy had the table at ringside. Jenny rips off her off the apron. Um, they go through the table. Uh, then they grab chairs. Uh, um, Jenny does a sunset bomb. Medical staff is out there. Like, did you think that a lot of, stuff was happening like was this overbooked is what i'm trying to say uh so yeah i i do think at the end it kind of that's kind of what i meant by the they hit their peak and went a little too long i do think it was a little overbooked you're right but i do think like sometimes people will see like weapons see the plunder as it's known and they'll just check out sometimes they'll just be like oh this is a garbage match like whatever but i don't think that's fair you know i think you have to earn you know, with through the storyline and through the hatred that you project in the match, you kind of have to earn the weapons for it to not just be a garbage hardcore match from WWF Raw in 1999. You know what I mean? But this wasn't. This was a hate-filled brawl, Boris. This was a professional wrestling match, man. This was really, really good stuff. I do think they earned the 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 plunder. You know, in that yeah. respect. Okay, cool. Um, so Ginny goes to throw a chair at Afy before she ducks and kicks the chair in her face for a near fall before hitting her with the chair and hits a driver onto the chair for the pin and the win. So your winner was Afy Valkyrie. Um, how long did you say? 14 minutes? 15 minutes, 47 seconds from the, t from the attack. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I'm actually a little surprised Sorry. that Afy Valkyrie won. Yeah, same. But yeah, it looks like it's the blow-off and the baby face wins the feud 90% of the time, you know? So, yeah, solid, solid match. I, I would have said it was a great match, but again, I do think it went just a touch too long and it kind of fell apart at the end there. But I couldn't go any lower than three and three-quarter supernovas out of five. It's a 75% crumpet percentage. Good, good, great effort. Very good match. Yep. Uh, backstage, Amal confronts Mako Satamora and makes her intentions clear that she wants another title shot. We go to commercial, and once we're back, it is time for the Heritage Cup number one contender tournament first round match as Oliver Carter uh, goes up against Kenny Williams. Yeah, so this was Kenny Williams. This was the Kenny Williams show. Such a little sleazy heel. Round one, he's getting dominated. Round two, he actually comes out, you know, he's pretty, uh, he's the aggressor, I guess you would say. And he gets the, uh, he gets the win out of, I think it was just like a, like the O'Connor roll. Was it the roll up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, so did, anyway, uh, he did a sunset up. flip essentially. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Williams is up one, nothing. And then round three again, gets his ass kicked, just gets the shit beaten out of him, loses to a, a lariat, I believe. And then round four, yeah. Kenny Williams, again, he's in control 
and he gets the win with one of my new favorite gimmicks. Actually, we're going to need to litigate this. I'm not sure if I love it or I hate it. The steel water bottle shot, Boris, and he pins Oliver Carter to uh, to win two to one in the fourth round of this Heritage Cup match. Hey. So I have one of these gimmicks, buddy. I, I, I use it at work every day. Um, so I've dropped it before and it makes a loud noise. You know, it's, it is made of metal, but I don't think I can knock you out with it. If I hit you, I'll try to hit you. Let's see. Let's see if it works. <laughs> That's not what I'm proposing friend, but That's I'm just saying, I'm do you think, <laughs> do you think that you can knock a human out with a steel, with that steel little water bottle? If you hit them in the right place. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Fair enough, man. I guess. Hey, so. That's what you get for being an so. environmentalist. That's why plastic. <laughs> Is the way to go. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, trying to save the trying to save the world. That's what you get, buddy. But yeah, I love Kenny Williams. We're big Kenny Williams fans here at NXT Talk. I thought this was very, very good stuff. Kenny Williams wins in ten minutes and twenty seconds with a water bottle shot, and I'm going three and a half supernovas out of five. Seventy percent crumpet percentage on this one, buddy. Yep. Um, Nina Samuels meets with Sid Scala and asks for a match before Sid tells Nina that her opponent next week will be Blair Davenport. Um, Nina wasn't too happy with this. Uh, we get another vignette for Isla Dawn where she's unveiling a box that she adds pieces of items she got from her recent opponents like hair ties, pieces of hair, etc., etc., etc. And then she, um, you know, adds to it because if you remember last week, she grabbed some of Danny Luna's hair. Uh, so that's kind of creepy and awesome, eerily awesome. All at once. I think I need to see a psychiatrist or something. I don't know. I loved it. <laughs> a little too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said it, buddy. <laughs> Maybe just move on. I think somewhere in here as well, there was uh, a sit-down promo with Dragonov, which was which was pretty dope, but it was basically the exact same promo he cut on NXT tonight. Uh, yes, that was literally the next thing that happened but sure you can oh. steal my thunder <laughs> sorry homie I didn't <laughs> no i'm joking i'm joking your I'm joking. grass on you there no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking of isla don sorry <laughs> oh man uh so we get a video package for teoman and nathan frazier ahead of their heritage cup number one contender match next week this week dude i'm really looking forward to this match um then we get a graphic of the entire tournament and then it's announced that uh, blair davenport is going to be facing nina samuels next week and then it's time for the main event which was a knockout or submission match a good old uh, UFC like match, a MMA like match. You can only win yes. by knockout or submission. As Joe Coffey goes up against Rampage Brown, what the hell is wrong with this show? Oh man, uh, yeah. So <laughs> maybe Isla no. Dawn is like poking me with her booty doll right now. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> oh, you'll get it back on track, buddy. So uh, here, here's the thing that bugs me about Joe Coffey matches. I like Joe Coffey, but do you not find that all of his matches go like 10 minutes too long? Like, do you remember when he had that Walter match? Yep. It went like 40 minutes. Same with Rampage Brown. Like, they, I think this is one of the times where NXT UK, I think their heavyweights, their heavyweight matches need to be more late 80s, early 90s WWF heavyweight matches. Like, you know, seven, 10 minutes max. How long was this match? I 
19 minutes and 48 seconds. Yeah, that, it was I way too long. It was too much. Like, you know, for a match that length, you know, I'm more of a technical wrestler and, you know, maybe this new style of wrestling as opposed to just two guys completely kicking each other's ass. You can only see two guys literally kicking each other's ass for so long. 20 minutes? Exactly. Man. That's a little long, man. It's a little long, and we'd already seen a very interesting long match with a ton of plunder and weapons. We've already seen two women kick each other's ass for 15 minutes on this show. So, I don't know. It was a little... They didn't use it as many weapons, but it, they did go all over the ring, and they did remove, like, the uh, the turnbuckle pads, and they did use the uh, exposed steel, and they did do some plunder here and there. So, you know, man, I don't know. Like, it, I, I think it was a little samey. And I think having both of those matches on the same show, while both very, very good, they kind of like hurt each other a little bit. You know what I mean? I think it would have been better to split these up. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. You know, if you're going to do a match like this, if it was kind of round, I think it would have been better. Um, even if they used Heritage Cup rules, but not it being, a, you know what I mean, right? Um, yeah. But I don't know. Just 20 minutes is way too long for this type of match, for this style of match. It's not my uh, cup of tea. It's not my Yorkshire pudding. Um, so ah. the match saw Rampage hitting a Uranagi into a clothesline before hitting a Dr. Bomb and beating Joe with a hammer, with his hammer fist until the referee lifts Joe's arms and it, um, you know, and that's it. That yeah. was it. I thought the uh, the stoppage was like, like straight up laughable. Like if you've yeah. seen MMA, you know what I mean? Like they could have done an MMA stoppage here. If they're going to do an MMA finish, which is like hammer fists to the head, then you might as well do the MMA stoppage. To do the MMA finish with the pro wrestling stoppage kind of made it look pretty dumb, you know? It's a small nitpick, though. I mean, inarguably, these guys worked extremely hard and had a very good match. Yeah. It just went too long, and it was too similar to the opener. Yeah, that that's that's exactly it. Um you know, it's you know, I think we've said everything we need to say. So your winner was Rampage Brown via knockout. Yeah, very good wrestling match. Much like the opener, we're gonna go three and three quarters. Both matches just went too long and they were too similar. You know, on the same show, it was just like ah, they should have split them up. They should have put this one on next week's show, my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was still very, very good. Three and three quarter supernovas out of five. Yep. So next week. Slash Thursday, uh, we have the Heritage Cup number one contenders tournament of Nathan Frazier versus Teoman round one match. And then we have Blair Davenport versus Nina, Nina Samuels. Yeah, we keep saying next week. We should amend that this week that, in two days. Yeah, it's funny because I know I do that every single time. I always say next week because we always have next week written yeah. in the notes. But it's like, and then we try, you know what I mean, whatever. Feel it, feel it. But yeah, so you know what, NXT, that's what I was saying too. Like, I was very excited for this show, and this show completely delivered. It was awesome. The Ilya Dragunov promo was awesome. Two very good, three very good matches. I really And an Isla Dawn promo. <laughs> Extremely watchable and entertaining hour of pro wrestling. Next week, I'm not really excited, honestly. You love Teoman way more than uh, way more than I. I like the I character. Like I like the character more. Yeah. Yeah, you you yeah you're a big fan of that character, uh, which is fine. It's a it's a good character. It doesn't land with me quite as much as it does with you. I'm just saying you love him, uh, and I I I don't like. I'm not a huge Blair Davenport fanboy. I just haven't seen much of her, so I'm not as excited for next week's show as I was for this show. But I'm still certain it will be the best hour of WWE TV next yep, week. Hundred percent. This hundred percent. 
So yeah, that's NXT UK, um, you know, arguably the best hour of WWE TV and one of the best hours that you will get in general. So, you know, just just try to watch it. Like, it's a lot of fun. It's only 60 minutes. It's an easy watch overall. Um, there's enough uh, promos and commercials that, you know, you get a break uh, from all the yeah. in-ring stuff. This episode that we just covered is a good jumping on point, too. You get to see a bunch of the young, up-and-coming stars. You get to see people like your girl, Isla Dawn, my girl, Amel, cutting promos. And, uh, yeah, this is a very good uh, taste of everyone on this roster. So I would definitely, if you haven't seen it in a while, jump on on this episode. It was a really good one. Yep, 100% well said. Um, so, yeah, so that's NXT, NXT UK. Um, you know, that's pretty much the show, my friend. Beautiful, yeah. So, uh, bam, coming out Thursday morning. We're going to talk NWA Empower and NWA 73, reviews of both of those shows. We're going to talk a little fantasy football, Boris, because sports are coming back in full swing, buddy. It's the fall, yep. uh, almost. And, and, and uh, to add to your notes... We're going to be talking about the New York Mets because they've uh, caused the stir in the sporting yes. world. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm excited to do that. Ah, I'm going to be shaking my fist like an old man. Actually, no, I'm not. I, I kind of like what was going on there. But uh, also, buddy, if you get a chance, uh, you should watch Colby Carino versus Steve Carino on the yeah. IWTV. That match spoiler alert was freaking awesome we're gonna tell you all about it but i'm telling you colby carino versus steve carino what a match blew my socks off awesome really great to hear really great to hear so yeah so it is uh wednesday as you're listening to this if you haven't listened to it yet make sure you listen to the mid-week market with jason and mark uh tomorrow thursday you're gonna get the episode of bam that we just uh uh, you know, try to hype. Um, on Friday, you're going to be getting the old fucks all elite weekly. Then on Saturday, you're going to be getting not Uno but Dose shows. As your Smack Daddies, your East Coast ads will be will be talking all things SmackDown, and your old fucks are back talking all things Rampaging. It's the old fucking Rampage. The old fucking Rampage. I love it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm swearing so much right now. It's like whatever. <laughs> Almost midnight. No, I assume that you're actually sober right now, Boris. But oh, 100. percent I I, I think <laughs> this is the most sober I've been in like days. Uh, oh, that's good. Not really. Good that you come come to the podcast. Correct, homie. We appreciate it. Come on, come on. Give me some more credit than that. But yeah, we have a no, lot of stuff. I just talking, just talking shit, buddy. I knew, I know you're a professional. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So BallerGear.ca, you can get all of the merch. There's a ton of new merch, including a sale on the um, Carney shirt. You should check it out. Inspired by Don Callis. Um. There's a lot of merch going up, and that. Um. I guess I should. Uh, I'm working on our logo. Um, oh, if the real NXT show is rebranding, I think we should yeah, rebrand right? a little bit. Got to. I was just going to say, man. Yeah, we got to rebrand NXT talk once the official rebrand happens. And, uh, you know, uh, some some merch things uh, in, the, in the go, perhaps. You know, I'll reprint a second edition of the NXT talk shirts. 
Who knows? You know, baller gear, get at us, drop that bag. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see. <laughs> All right. It, the show is NXT Talk. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah.